Hey guys, welcome to Peace of Authenticity with the Andersons. We're live every Monday morning and we want to be current and authentic and genuine in every topic that we bring for you guys. Nothing is more refreshing than when people are open and honest with their walk with God. And that's just what we want to do. We want to have conversations with you weekly that ignite you and challenge you to be the best that you can be. A lot of times we think that we have to have it all put together and we put on masks to get through our week. But here, we want to be able to just talk it out. Exactly how it comes out is exactly how it's going to be. So join in on the conversation. What's Hi up? guys, this is part seven. And honestly, I kind of don't want it to end if yeah. I'm being real. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been an awesome, awesome journey so far, diving into the beautiful attitudes or the Beatitudes as the, as the Bible refers to them. But today we are on blessed are the peacemakers yes. for they will be sons of God. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um. This version, I think, this is just NIV. So it says, "Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God." Mm. Which I mean, that's the same thing. But yeah, you know. Yeah, for sure. So go ahead, Jordan. Take off with it. Uh, I I really love this one because I think it it was a while back I heard a teaching of simply just the difference between peacemakers and peacekeepers. And so that's literally the first thing I wrote whenever I first wrote this. Um verse down and Aubrey you're going to go way more in depth with the peacekeeping and the peacemaking but let's just say you'd rather be a peacemaker than a peacekeeper um (laughs) all in all because uh what the Lord showed me earlier is that like peacemaking versus peacekeeping right so with peacemaking it's true peace even though maybe it doesn't get as comfortable to make this happen it is true peace that comes about with peacekeeping it's a temporary or a false peace yeah yeah well i like to i like to say it just like this okay follow me on this on this line of thinking really quick okay so a peacekeeper Mm -hmm. is somebody that enters into a situation let's say jordan and i are at odds with one another this has we, never happened before. Yeah, it's crazy never you're bringing this up. Uh, weird. Okay, so Jordan has ought with me, as the Bible says. With my says. brother. <laughs> right? <laughs> so we we have somebody that enters in, a third party, let's say. Okay? Mm-hmm. And a peacekeeper would be somebody that comes into the, to the middle of the situation, and, and they would be going, oh, yeah. And they would separately kind of talk to Jordan and I mm. both separately and then but this person's like just kind of a middleman in the middle then they're kind of agreeing with me but they're also agreeing with Jordan at the same mm-hmm. time so nothing gets resolved and all it does is just defuses a situation right it, mm-hmm. it's not actually bringing about any healing whatsoever it's just saying well you know let, let's just talk this out so you can calm down nothing gets solved nothing gets healed Okay, so a peacemaker, which is what Jesus is saying to refers to somebody that comes into this same situation. Jordan and I are at odds with one another Mm -hmm. and a peacemaker comes in, grabs us both and finds a way Mm -hmm. to bring us back together into the same room, not just diffusing the situation, but bringing us back together to where healing can actually happen and actually even 
what we call reconciliation and not and just reconcile our differences bringing both of our separate mindsets right Mm -hmm. i'm trying to get into the camera i was way over here but okay so our minds are like this they're separate but when somebody comes in that's a peacemaker it comes in and brings two different parties into a like mind into a relationship back into a relationship with one another it's not it's not just about keeping keeping the peace because a lot of times that's what we think that mm-hmm. that is what needs to happen and we dive in there and we're like oh yeah you know you're you're totally right i don't know why they don't see it and then you go to the other party and go yeah i, I don't know i don't, crazy. don't know crazy i know there, there's no healing in that yeah and so when jesus came he came to bring about healing to the world. It mm-hmm. wasn't just about coming to keep the peace between Romans and Jews or uh, you know Gentiles or whatever. It wasn't about it was actually to bring something permanent that brings separate mindsets into union with one another. And something that I really got when you were saying that Aubrey is usually a ma- a huge difference between peacekeeping and peacemaking is usually when you peacekeep there's never a sacrifice. You don't usually feel uncomfortable you you keep you keep the peace you keep things comfortable you keep things at bay but nothing is ever fully solved nothing is ever fully um situated to where it can last you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you're kind of just um you're keeping the peace until it comes back and then it's like a circle it's literally just a circle you're like oh this again okay we obviously didn't get to the bottom of it before but you can just keep going in circles and it never uh you might never go further into peacemaking because you don't want to be uncomfortable or you don't want to deal with conflict or you don't want to make a certain sacrifice that does that is needed for that making of peace instead of just keeping of peace yeah well i i think that what's crazy to me is jesus was on a mission to change the way people think yeah, yeah, transform their mind. The right, and you know, like the word says, you have to transform mm-hmm. you know, by the renewing of your mind. Uh, and, and so Jesus was constantly trying to do that. But what I, what I think that the Lord was kind of showing me as we were preparing for this today was the, the act of reconciliation, like being, being brought together. And I took some notes here. And it says like, so a peacemaker, and these are just definitions that you can find if you just Google mm-hmm. these words. It's it's really not difficult to find this stuff. So a peacemaker is a person who brings about peace by reconciling adversaries. So not just people that disagree, but enemies. Okay, so it's saying like people that, that are against each other and bringing them together. But see, then I, I really focused in on that word to reconcile, right? And so I'm like, okay, reconciliation. So I looked that up and and one of them is restoring friendly relations. But but the second definition is the one that I feel like just really kind of opened my eyes to a bunch of things. And it said, the action of making one view or belief compatible with another's point of view. So you're, you're not just, you're not just bringing two people in a room together to hash it out, to mm-hmm. fight, to butt heads, yeah. to, to bring strife. Now, that's why it's important that if you feel called in a certain situation, let's say you have two family members that are at odds with one another and mm-hmm. you just really feel like you want to try to bring them together. In order to be a peacemaker, okay, so this is toward the end of the beautiful attitudes, mind you, right? Mm-hmm, so. Yeah. 
So here's what's important. Before you can ever become a peacemaker, you have to go through all of the other beatitudes and work your way up to that. You have to be right in your heart. Right. Because you can't have, you can't have any bad motives. We Mm. learned about that last time about meekness and about mercy and, and, and all those other that, that the Lord sees what's in your heart. And so Mm -hmm. if you're trying to bring people together for your own benefit, then it's not going to work. But if you're led by the spirit, and you've become poor in spirit, and you've built up on all the other beautiful attitudes, then the Lord will show you how to bring about peacemaking, right, in the midst of a certain situation, because you're literally bringing in adversaries and trying to get them to think like each other. And that's kind of, that's crazy hard to think about, if you know what I mean, because we're so stubborn yeah. all the time. Like, There's no way you're going to get me to think like somebody else. But that's why it's it's a it's a gift that only the holy spirit can do is bring mm-hmm. in that that peacemaking ability and so i believe that the lord was was showing me this as as i was reading these definitions it's uh so in the in the beginning genesis right at the very beginning of the bible mm-hmm. adam and eve's sin separated us from god yeah the, the bible tells us that adam used to walk with God in the evenings in the garden that it was super tight there was no there was no separation there whatsoever and then they took of the of the fruit right of the of the knowledge of good and evil and so that separated us well God had a God had the plan the whole time to send his son to be the atonement to be the peacemaker that comes in with two separate parties bringing us all to one, bringing us all to unity once again with the Father through the cross, right? But see, here's here's the difference of what Jesus did versus what we read in the Old Testament. And I really believe that the Lord was showing me this is um, peacekeeping was was the law, was was the Old Testament law that, that the Lord gave Moses. That it's, it's a list, a set of rules to follow, to abide by, Listen, everyone fell short all the time. And even still today, we fall short mm-hmm. of the glory of God. Yeah. That's what Paul says. It's, it's not a surprise. But the, the law was literally a list of rules that just keep the peace. Like, okay, well, if we do these things, then the Lord will not rain fire down from heaven like he did on Sodom and Gomorrah. You know what I mean? But yeah. it, it, was, it was kind of just a peacekeeping. Well, let's just keep everything how it is because then the Messiah is going to come eventually. And that's when the atonement's going to happen. And so when Jesus comes in and says, blessed are the peacemakers for they will be called children of God. He's literally saying, blessed are the ones that are in the position like me to where I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to bring two parties into one like mind. That makes me think too, Aubrey, since you were talking about Jesus being the ultimate peacemaker. Yeah. Something that he showed me actually earlier this morning, which is crazy that you said that because I just put two and two together. But he showed me that whenever Jesus was, um, whenever he would show himself after he resurrected, after the three days he resurrected and he showed himself to some witnesses, some of his disciples. And he said, peace be with you. I actually wrote it down here because that was what he always seemed to say, right? Whenever he showed up. Of course, I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure they were like, like freaking out. And so we need to be like, whoa. Peace be with you. You need to calm down. But I think it's also very important to see that they truly did have that peace and that reconciliation now because of what Jesus did. So it's very interesting that right after Jesus 
did the deed. He did the ultimate peacemaking deed. He came back and he kept greeting them. Peace be with you. I just think yeah. that that's so awesome. Yeah, well, I, I think that that, that, that comes out of it. And, and this is the kind of peace that we're talking about that can only be through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's the kind of peace that, that Paul is talking about, a peace that, that surpasses yeah. our understanding. Yeah. That it doesn't make sense. So it's only attainable if you've made it to that level and the Holy Spirit is guiding you to, to be that maker of peace because often you're talking about almost an impossible task, but you know, with God, nothing is impossible. Mm-hmm. And, and, and here I just heard, um, like what Aubrey just said about what Paul said, peace has nothing to do with your circumstances. Mm. True peace comes from Jesus. Yeah. And, and our, and our relationship with him that the whole, the, just everything can be going to poo. Like, which is what a lot of people are saying about even America today. What's going on in America, right? Everything is just going to poo. (laughs) Yeah. But there's this inner peace that if you truly have the peace that has been gifted to us, does it matter? Really? Like, if if you look at the full expanse of everything, eternity, who God is, his sovereignty, trusting that he's a good God and that he is an all sovereign God, you know, that peace just comes with that. And, um, I love this too, actually. I, I just found this online too. (laughs) And it was so good. Biblical peace is more than just the absence of conflict. It's taking action to restore a broken situation. Mm. It's more than a state of inner tranquility. It's a state of wholeness and completeness. God is the source of peace. And and one of his names is Yahweh Shalom, which means the Lord of peace. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think that one of the things that I wrote or I read in one of the biblical commentaries that I have, it, this was powerful to me because it says uh, the peacemakers, they are the ones who are themselves at peace with God and live in peace with all men. They mm-hmm. are called the peacemakers for these are not social reformers, but rather the ones that have been reformed by the regenerating power of the gospel. Can I? Okay, I want to challenge you all for a second because it just challenged me. This thought the Lord gave me. So, if real peace is wholeness, right? Like we we actually learned the background of the word shalom, which ultimately means whole, um, not just like feeling peace, but like a wholeness. So, if we really feel whole, then conflict really shouldn't bother us as much as it does bother certain people, and that peace does not mean no conflict. Yeah. And once we take that as truth and we go forth and realize that whenever conflict does arise, it is because we are peacemakers and not peacekeepers. And we will lovingly maybe tell some people something hard that they don't want to hear, you know, and we'll lovingly decide, you know what, because of who I am in Christ, I know who I am in Christ, I'm whole in Christ, I'm going to be able to have a discussion with this person that might make me feel a little uncomfortable, might make them feel a little uncomfortable, or even make them a little mad. But just because I have my wholeness in Christ, Mm. I can do that for peacemaking. That's something I'm saying to myself, people, because seriously, conflict, ask Aubrey, I'd rather cut off my pinky than deal with conflict. (laughs) Yeah, 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 It's, it's true. 
Um, but I think that, you know, Paul tells us in Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 2, about the reconciliation through Christ, right? In order to become a peacemaker, yeah. you're, you're, you're reconciling two parties into one. And so he says it right here. Um, For he himself is our peace. He's talking yeah. about Jesus. Yeah. He, who has made us both one as a and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility and that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two so making peace mm-hmm. and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross mm. I, I think that it's it's more it's more it's more selfless to jump into a situation where you know it it might not be accepted well at first mm-hmm. and to be a peacemaker than to sit there and constantly play both sides as a peacekeeper because I would venture to say mm-hmm. that in that peacekeeping position that we were talking about just a little bit ago you're you're more on the verge of manipulation than you are yes. bringing any health to anybody because you're 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 playing both sides, mm-hmm. and I, I'm sorry. I, I think that with the Lord, there's only one way, and so if there's multiple ways, then it's not for the Lord. The enemy's the one that plays both sides and tries to pit both sides against each other. So, um, in, in order to become a peacemaker, you're bringing two into one. Yeah, and whenever you said that, I thought about people that really love drama. Um, <laughs> I'm sure that this verse really convicts you um, because honestly, like who doesn't every once in a while find it a little interesting when someone could start arguing like, oh, dang. oh, oh. Yeah, because it makes you feel better that. about yourself. Oh, man. Like I don't even <laughs> want to look over there. And then some people are like, where's the popcorn? Like literally yeah. I've seen that on Facebook. And, and I want to I wanna say this too with the whole right wing and left wing politically that what if the church is meant to be a peacemaker but I see the church literally on both sides. Mm. And some churches have been peacekeepers playing both sides. They play both sides. Like if they have a liberal church member, oh, of course, I totally agree with you. If they have um, a conservative church member, oh, I totally, yeah, I get what you're saying for sure. And, you know, there, there's a difference with just connecting and letting someone know that you do hear them and you understand what they're saying. There is a difference between that and, like, manipulation, like Aubrey said, just kind of, kind of playing play both sides and, and, and just playing that peacekeeping thing. And so instead of worrying about maybe someone getting angry at you, when you speak the truth, it says in the word that the truth shall set you free. So let's speak the truth of what the word of God says before, like, our opinion or before, like, our first thought when somebody says something. Let, let's stay true to what the word says because that ultimately will keep us a, a peacemaker mindset and not yeah. peacekeeping because peacekeeping, it also stems out of fear of man, which I feel like most downfalls <laughs> kind of seem to stir from a certain type of fear, but a lot of fear of man. And so just be careful about that too, because sometimes, you know, you'll come in with the best intentions. You do want a situation dealt with right but you're talking to one side and you're acting like you totally agree 100% with them and the other side's wrong and then you go to the other side and you kind of play the same game yeah and so just be sure because Jesus was not void of conflict when he lived here he actually had conflict I'm sure every day like by reading the gospels and how the Pharisees felt and even certain people like that's blasphemy you know all these things 
and just realizing that just because conflict is in your life doesn't mean that you're not a peacemaker. It doesn't mean that you're not doing the right thing too. If people don't understand where you're coming from, if you know that it's a, that you're abiding by the word of God and you're abiding with God and you understand that's the right thing to do, then stick to that because you don't yeah. want to be stuck being a peacekeeper where your peace is taken because you're trying yeah. to peace keep. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I just think here, here's the challenge. The challenge for me, if if there is an area in your life where you feel like you've been more of a peacekeeper instead of a peacemaker, today's the day. This mm-hmm. is the call right now to shut that down and just ask the Lord, show me how to stop keeping peace and making peace, how to bring health to a situation yeah. and not just try to digress the, situ- the situation temporarily because there's a huge difference. But that's the... The peacemakers, because they will be called sons of God or children of God, depending on what translation that you're reading. And I'd prefer children, but it's fine. Yeah, it's just me. I mean, I think, <laughs> I'm just I think that, that we all want to be called children of God and welcomed into that family. And so, you know, th- that's that's the, the motto for the peacekeepers. Um, I want to read what my friend April put on here. It's either April or Zach. They're both very, very wise. Um, they said, love does not take offense. It never said love will not cause offense because we, we function a lot of the time in our flesh. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's like, I love to say our flesh is our autopilot. So just don't go on autopilot. Just be intentional every single day and yeah. you won't fall into your flesh most of the time. Um, but that's so true because the thing is other people may be living in their flesh. So if you speak truth, sometimes truth, it hurts and people don't like when it hurts. So their flesh is like, skirt, uh-uh, I do not think so. Don't like that. Doesn't mean you're wrong. <laughs> and I love April too. Um, my friend here that just commented that because she's very much like she will speak the truth as she knows the truth to be. And she doesn't say it in a rude way. She says it in a very loving way. And she will tell you what she truly believes. And so I really believe that my friend April is a peacemaker for sure. Yeah. So that's blessed are the peacemakers. Now, I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> April said if it's wise, it's definitely April. <laughs> <laughs> so... So here we are. We're we're sitting here in this is session seven, right? Yes. I think. And and here's the thing. Maybe you find yourself as as a peacekeeper instead of a peacemaker. That's okay. It's not too late. The first thing that we need to do is recognize yeah, areas that yeah. we're falling short. And this mm-hmm. is not a coming at you type message. This is for all of us Oof. because sometimes we get to a certain place where we have to go, okay, I got to stop and re-strategize where I'm heading right now. So then you just go back to step one and Jesus opened his mouth and taught them saying, blessed are the mm. poor in spirit. Okay. So if I realize that I'm messed up, that the, the track that I'm on right now is off, it's just time for a reset. And so, okay, I got to become poor yeah. in spirit once again. And then you move through the process, each beautiful attitude builds on the next. Yeah. And so if you want to get it right, if you want to become a peacemaker, then you start out by saying, okay, Lord, right now, make me poor in spirit. Yes. And so then you build on and you go through Matthew chapter five, one upon the next. And as the Holy Spirit gives you permission to take on what's next, you'll discover that meekness is showing up in your life without any, without anything that you're doing. It's because you're asking the Lord for it. You're asking the Lord, make me poor in spirit. Blessed are those who mm-hmm. mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the, and, and you're building each one upon the next. And so that's why becoming a peacemaker is toward the end 
of the beautiful attitudes because if you can't become poor mm-hmm. in spirit, you can't become meek, you can't become merciful, you can't become hungry and thirsting for righteousness and all of these other beautiful attitudes, then you can never become a peacemaker. I'm sorry. I hate to break that information to you, but it's just it's just the truth. So go back. Go back to the beginning. Lord, make me poor in spirit and build off of there. And then before you know it, your your life looks completely different. Your relationships look completely different. And, and it's not because of anything that you did. It's because you're asking the Lord for it. Well, and going back to the beginning is not a failure. It's a refocus. Yeah. That's, that's literally all it is because sometimes we have to refocus every single day. And so don't ever take that to where you feel like failure or shame. We're going back to step one. If pride creeps up or something, just refocus. Reset. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, that's all we got. I don't want to... Oh, wait. Wait. April, what did April say? Because it's always really wise. (laughs) That's good. Asking him permission to take on the next one. It's too much when we try to do it all ourselves. So true. So true. Yeah, but see, that's what's what's beautiful with all things with the Lord. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with us. The only thing thing that, that we get to do, not that we have to do, the only thing that we get to do is... If we want to grow, we can surrender ourselves to the Lord and yeah. ask him for each step of the way. And once you ask to become poor in spirit, you'll know what that feels like because the Lord will grant that to you. Mm-hmm. And then when you get mm-hmm. off path, then it's as easy as going, okay, I remember I remember the first time I became poor in spirit. I need to get right back to there. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it, it's just it's learning and nobody's perfect at all. But Keep building on that. Keep yeah. surrendering to that. Yeah. And eventually, before you'll know it, you'll be doing these things off of the list of the beautiful attitudes unintentionally because it's not you. The Lord's working on your behalf. Mm-hmm. That's so good. But that's it. That's it. We have one more. Thursday. <sighs> yeah, we have one more time left. Yeah. But of course, all these will be saved. And then um, just to let you guys know, I'll also repeat it on Thursday. We're taking a week break and then we're starting with season two. And we're really excited because we're going to start off something. It's going to um, be like season two of The Office. It's going to get it's better. It's going to get so much better. <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to start up some authentic conversations with some very authentic people that we know. And so yeah. we're really excited to introduce them to you guys along the way. People that are people that are walking with Christ, yeah. not just talking about exactly. Christ. And that's... That's that's what we want. I mean, Ooh, piece of authenticity. We want, you know, we want everything to be authentic and it's all about the Lord and yeah. so we're going to be bringing some people on here that are literally walking it out and some of them the Lord has asked them to do some pretty crazy things. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, in our standards and our fleshly standards and when mm-hmm. we say crazy, that's that's what it looks like, but when you're following the Lord, nothing's ever crazy. It's just called obedience. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be bringing them on the show, and it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for um, you guys to hear real it. Real quick, for the very end, Aubrey, I want you to answer this question. What is a practical step that you can give people to start becoming peacemakers that are afraid to do so? Do y'all see the wheels are turning? Look at that. I wasn't expecting that question. <laughs> No. Okay. Okay. But here's but here's the thing. Everything that we everything that we do hinges on being able to hear the voice of the Lord. Yeah. Everything that we do, becoming poor in spirit, learning how to mourn so we can be comforted, hungering and thirsting for righteousness, all of the beautiful attitudes focus and they 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 all hinge on hearing the voice of the shepherd. 
So if, mm-hmm. if you find yourself yeah. in a role of peacekeeping and you desperately want to become a peacemaker, you want to be the bridge that brings two different mindsets into mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. then you're going to have to stop focusing on the issues, start praying and learning to decipher the voice of the Holy Spirit in your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then once you can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, then that is how that's how the breakthrough is going to come. Mm-hmm. What does the Bible tell us that the Holy Spirit does? He comes to guide and to direct us yeah. into all truth. Yeah. So that the only practical step that we could have that I could even share with you to, on how to become a peacemaker, become become a child again and and learn to hear yeah, the voice of the yeah. holy spirit because then once you hear the voice of the holy spirit there is nothing else that any human on this earth can say or do to help you go in the right direction because you'll be listening to the creator mm-hmm. of the heavens and the earth the the shepherd and what what better way is there to the, the lord will show you a way to to become a peacemaker he i mean i he i will. genuinely believe that he wants us to be peacemakers. So why would he withhold something from you that could help you become a peacemaker? Yeah. Quiet your fears and feelings Yeah, and listen for the voice. And also be careful that you're not trying to patch a situation just so it'll make you feel better. A, a, a peacemaker, <laughs> Jesus came and sacrificed his life, not because it made him feel good to give himself on the cross oh, for us, yeah. but because he was desperately in, in a position of wanting to reconnect God with his children and mm. and grafting the Gentiles, us, into the family of God. He had a bigger purpose for it. Mm. A lot of times we want to become peacemakers and we jump into situations because it'll make us feel better. Well, you know, their relationship being like this makes me uncomfortable, so I'm going to dive in here and try to fix Ooh. it. And oftentimes we make it worse mm-hmm. instead of making it better because it was not the opportune time. It was not the divine timing for us to dive in. If you're desperately seeking the Lord, and you are mourning for people's sins mm-hmm, and you are mourning mm-hmm. and, and trusting the Lord to give you that opening, it will come. He'll he'll show it to you. And the Lord speaks to dummies like me and, and makes it so obvious <laughs> like a neon sign that's like, hey, this is your this sign way. right here, like right here. So if you want to become a peacemaker, become poor in spirit, learn how to listen mm. To, to the still small voice that we all have the ability to hear. The Bible tells us that exactly. God is speaking always. always. And so we just have to tune into it. And eventually you'll be put into a position to be a peacemaker without any, uh, without any works coming from mm-hmm. you. It's just living as a child of God. Yeah. Well, Aubrey, I would say. We went way time. over and it's April's fault. Um, because she wrote that question on there. I'm well, just kidding. Well, they really liked your answer, okay? Uh, yeah, okay. So listen, this is longer than usual, guys. And I'm not going to apologize. I'm just going to say, you know, we're trying to make it to where, you know, it's shorter listening. But I'm thankful for every opportunity. Yeah. I hope that you receive something today. Thursday, we're going to be talking about persecution, okay? No one likes this. But Jesus promised it. Okay, he's like, the world will hate you because you love me. So if you're uncomfortable with with persecution, good. Good. Become poor in spirit. Okay, and build on that until Thursday. So you'll be ready to to receive. We want longer is what they say. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. I don't. Uh, okay. Um, are they messing with me? Because I'm sweating. Um, I'm sorry. Listen, it, it, it's a it's a beautiful thing. Okay, that's why uh-huh. that's why we CJ. call these. Thank you, CJ. Wow, CJ, you're you're awesome. Thank you, everybody else who's commenting on there. Yeah, for and sure. Jill and Nana's on there too. Yeah. Um, yeah, and mom. Listen, the the thing about it is these are B attitudes. I I like to call them beautiful attitudes for a reason because the most beautiful thing about it is the fact that it has nothing to do with us and has everything to do with God. God is so rich in mercy and he's so rich in grace Mm. and I'm thankful for it every day. And I think these attitudes are beautiful because... It, it makes me realize just how graceful and merciful mm-hmm. he is to allow me to be put into these situations to where I can become meek and I can show mercy because I received mercy first and I can be a peacemaker instead of a peacekeeper. Mm. Um, you can be, God is good. You can be these things because of who he is. Yeah, exactly. Boom. And that's it. That's it. I would drop the Hi, mic. Rochelle. I would drop the mic, but these are expensive. I'm just kidding. They're, they're expensive. So they're just they're fancy, and I don't want to drop them because I don't want to have to buy more. But you guys are awesome. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in with all. us. We will see and you we, Thursday. Whoa, I got excited. We will be here Thursday. Bow. Love you guys. Bye. See ya. Bye 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 bye.